Welcome to the Agape in Action podcast, a podcast about genuine compassion and justice for our neighbors near and far. A relevant conversation that will challenge the way you embrace the life you were meant to live. Now, here are your hosts, Holly Flood and Robbie Jones. Well, hello and welcome to Agape in Action. I am Holly. And I'm Robbie. And it is always so good to have you with us. So our word for today is change. Change. <laughs> I like change, Holly. In fact, I like change so much. I made it one of our core values of our church. It says we value change. It's exciting. You know, okay, we're going to talk about differing opinions today. And we'll yeah. talk about, we'll start here because there are, I like change as well. But there are so many people who are afraid and resistant to change. Yeah. And and I guess it's because change is uncomfortable. It's whenever you're changing, you're going into from something that you know into something that is unknown right. to you. And so that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Well, we like familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the one thing that a lot of people out there listening to us, they they like, you know, what's familiar, you know, about your life and change kind of throws things up in the air and you don't know where it's going to land and but for me i'm, I'm just one of those people that um you know change is exciting it keeps um life moving forward and so um yeah i value change and i like change and and probably create change too much um but it's it's just a part of my dna so look, here's something about change that I think most of us have learned and if we've lived a few years. Whether you like it or not, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> and life change is inevitable. Especially as you get older. You know, thing. My mind says I can still do things when I was in my twenties and thirties and um, I cannot do those same things and so I've had to adapt. And so that's just a Another way I've had to change. Yeah, constant change. It life is. is life is is about change. Now I think change is a good thing. Um, I think change is a great thing. And as you know, life goes. There are changes that are happening around us that we have absolutely no control of, and sometimes they affect what we do. So instead of fighting and resisting, sometimes we have to move in the direction of the change, and it will help us get where we were meant to go in the and first place. Embrace it. You just have to embrace it. And, um, you know, the world that we live in is changing every day. Um, I think if we embrace change, one of the things that will help us, um, it, our minds um, really begin to realize the world around us has changed. Our perspectives will change. And uh, I think part of it is learning. And when we learn from one another, then you know, our perspectives are going to change. And I think that's a that's a very, very good thing. And and here's the, I think the last thing I think about when I think about change is sometimes change is not just something that happens to you. Sometimes you have to be the change. Correct. Sometimes change is in our power and our control. It's our responsibility to be the agent of change and to bring about the change that we see and we know we want to see in our families and our homes and um, our countries and in our world. Right. I agree. I think that's, you know, we think about the church and you know, we talk about the church on this podcast quite a bit because we're Christians and, you know, we believe in the, the local church. I think that's what the responsibility of the church is, is to bring positive change to our communities and make a difference. And 
I think when we really embrace that, then our message um, is um, validated. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to do is uh, we believe we have the greatest message in the world, but sometimes we have to create a positive change for our communities so that people take us serious. You know, when you say that, I think about Christ because when he walked, we say, in the flesh on earth, he was certainly changed. Like yes. it, everything that the, 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 the church, the Jewish church had been doing up until that point, he just, not to say he came, he did literally come in and turn everything upside down, which is why the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the relig religious leaders were so upset with him because he was changed. Right. Literally, physically, he was changed and they did not know what to do with him. So when I change everything <laughs> in, in Parkway, I, you just have to say, he's just being like Jesus. <laughs> He's just being like Jesus. I don't know. For some people who hate change, that still might not make, make much of a difference. Know, but we'll see. That's the truth. <laughs> we'll see. So um, today, um, we're going to talk about something that's been in the news quite a bit lately. And we like to take these sort of these, what's happening in the world around us and, and really talk about them and bring a biblical perspective to it. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, if anyone's been paying attention um, Nike has released some new 30th anniversary ads, and one of the ads is really stirring the pot. It is. And either you love it or you hate it. And that ad um, features Colin Kaepernick, and every, most people know he's famous for sort of being the one who started the kneeling during the national anthem at the NFL games. Right. Um, he's associated with that because he was the first. And so most people, when they talk about it, they think about Colin Kaepernick. So the ad says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, just do it. So Nike's basically revamped this whole Just Do It campaign. For right. some of us who are a little bit older, we remember the whole when Just Do It came out. And Colin's not the only one. We'll put that out there. Um, there's Serena Williams, I, I believe. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is on one. Right. Possibly LeBron James, but some other athletes. And each one of them has a slogan that sort of goes with their lives. Well, of course, Colin's slogan is going to be a little bit controversial because sure. we know that it's a reference. I think everyone will agree that it's a reference to um, kneeling during the national anthem. And I think the thing that we want to emphasize, and again, we are, you know, we're not speaking for, you know, Kaepernick, his, his you know, what he's doing. I have always made this stance, you know, you know, I believe he is not protesting the United States of America. I don't think he's protesting, you know, the American flag or our military. I don't think that's um, his intent. Um, I, I understand what he's trying to do. I've always made the uh, statement of this is that when people really do things that I maybe don't understand or I don't agree with, is you, you go to um, the place of asking why. Mm -hmm. Why are you kneeling? Why are you doing it? And I've made that comment on this podcast before. If we could ever get to the place of asking why, then we can get some answers. And um, so when this, you know, this ad comes out, um, I will be honest, um, I've got some mixed emotions about it um, because, you know, it's all about um, you know, 
unity for me and bringing reconciliation. That's, uh, you know, that's my heart. But, um, you know, it, it's, um, it, it is what it is. Nike has, uh, you know, the right to advertise any way they, they want to. And um, people are going to respond and there's going to be positive response and there's going to be negative response. I just think that we as Christians is we don't need to be caught up in the negativity and add to the confusion and to the division. All right. So before I guess we get to the uh, as Christians being able to add to the conversation in a more positive way, we kind of got to go through the, the trees. Right. We do. We do. So you, I think, brought up a perfect word, which is why. So I've, I've been thinking about this and, and I'm an analytical person and I love anything related to business. I like to think it through. And, you know, when I think about why you have to ask the why on both sides of the table, because an agreement is between two people Absolutely. or two um, entities. So Colin and Nike already had an agreement. Right. He um, was already under, under contract with them. But That's what correct. they did was they renegotiated and redid the contract with him to put him into this particular campaign. So this was very intentional what Nike did. Yes, and the first thing I think from a business perspective is that Nike had to outweigh anything they would lose in deciding to do this, which means they knew they were going to get more out of it. Now, if you looked on social media, you see all the people who are burning their Nike gear, whether it's shoes, shirts, socks, whatever they have. A lot of people in protest of this are actually burning their Nike gear to say, I don't support Nike. Nike's stock has gone down a little bit um, as a result of it. But you have to think Nike, which has been around for a very, very long time, already knew that this was going to happen. And they decided that it was worth any loss and any risk in taking the decision that ultimately they're in the business to make money. Right. Every business is in the business to make money. So they must have figured out a way that they were going to make some money. This is the only conclusion I can come to. Well, let, let me just give my two cents worth. Listen, Nike was not fools. They're, they are not fools. They're, you know, uh, they're a multi-billion dollar you know, industry. They know what they're doing. They knew in creating this conversation, disagreement, whatever they were doing, we knew, we know that they probably understood we will lose customers, but because of that, we will also gain mm -hmm. customers. So they were very intentional about um, putting Colin on you know, this ad. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I was not sitting in the boardroom when they made the decision um, to go this route. But, um, you know, I do have some questions wondering why are, are they so um, in tune? Do they believe in Colin, what he is standing for um, so much that they wanted to put him in the, in the app? I don't know. Um, I hope, this is my hope, I hope they did not use his platform for their game. And because if they did that and Colin let them do that, then, you know, I have some, some mixed feelings about that. Um, again, they can do anything they want to. I, I recognize, you know, it's their business. Um, their CEO can do, you know, their board of directors 
can go any direction that they choose to do. That's legal. But again, sometimes I wonder, why would you create this controversy if you didn't think it was going to generate some income for you? So, which to your the point you just made, they did it for their own gain. Yes. In the, at the end of the day, businesses are in business to make money. There's absolutely, I'm convinced of that. Right. I'm convinced that they recognize that this, we can take this platform and we can do it in such a way that we will, we may lose customers, but we will probably also gain another um, type of customer that will you know, believe in Colin's um, you know, platform mm-hmm. and they'll go out and, you know, those that burn will burn and those who will buy. buy will buy. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, so now from that, then we get to then why did Colin agree to do it? Now, you, you said something earlier you, when you talked about, you know, your opinion about Colin and his decision to kneel. Colin, to me, there unless he's a blatant liar, we don't have to search hard to find the answer to the why for that. Right. Because he has repeatedly and consistently said that he did that to protest police brutality, specifically toward African-Americans. And he made that very, very clear. It was not a protest against our military, um, even though many right. under, you know, took it that way. Mm-hmm. Many Ameri- Although there are many of our military that embraced his um his stance and what he did. They didn't, it wasn't offended. They were not offended by that. So, you know, again, we can only go by what he has said in the media. So even with this, now he hasn't, I haven't been able to find so far that he's said anything. Maybe he, perhaps he has, but I'm going to give the assumption is that we can only go back to what he last said, which he saw this as another platform um, because he's, you know, he's out of the NFL. He's really been spending the last couple of years doing um, things around the around the world where he's been helping organizations and helping people and things like that. So my initial thought is, in his mind, he saw this as another um, opportunity and avenue, I guess, to push that platform that he has. So it goes to what he gave up. So each person's campaign, from what I can see, goes to something about their lives. Well, right. most people who followed Colin in the last few years associate him with he nailed his NFL career came to an end. So right. he did give up. He stood for something or kneeled for something and he lost everything or he was willing to lose everything. Now, I'm going to stick a pin in that because when I saw this, I initially thought about an interview I did with um, Jason and David Benham, who are twin brothers. They are God-fearing, God-loving men. They have an amazing um, business, um, real estate company. I think they're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Loved interviewing them. Um, They had an opportunity to do an HGTV show. And basically, the, the show got pulled because of their faith and their strong belief in God. And people came up and automatically made assumptions, oh, because they believe they've come, they, they're, you know, they're anti-abortion, they're anti-this, they're, they were unapologetic right. about their beliefs. And they, I agree with them. You should be unapologetic about you, what you believe. And so as I was thinking through all of this, and obviously I've gotten beyond this point, but as I was thinking through all of this, I thought, how is what Colin is saying different from David and Jason? Like, I really respect them for the stance that they took. 
Well, Colin is saying, this is what I believe. I believe police brutality in the United States needs to come to an end, and I'm going to do everything necessary to push that agenda. And I think, I don't think Colin, when he first kneeled, had any idea all of this stuff was going to happen, right. but it became such a big deal because people are either for it or they're against it. Right. And I think, and, and I know that's where, what we're going to talk about today is sort of bridging that divide and that gap because we're so far apart and either you're with him or you're against him. There's not a lot of gray. There are not a lot of not another people, a lot of people who are saying, um, yes, but it's most yes or no. Right. And when I thought back to David and Jason Benham, they wrote a book called Whatever the Cost. What they're saying is, you know what, I'm going to stand for what I believe. It doesn't matter what I lose. Well, it's the same statement Colin is making. Right. For people who disagree with Jason and David and their faith and how strong they stood by their faith, they would see Jason and David the same way that people who disagree with Colin see Colin. And I think I bring that point up to say it's a lot of things that are more similar than different, in my opinion, when we really sit down and look at the reality of it. It doesn't matter whether you agree with the person wholeheartedly or disagree. I think it's, to me, when I step back and say, okay, so Holly, what do you stand for and what are you willing, this is my thought from right. what are you willing to give up if God sends you to A place or B place and you know there's going to be a consequence, are you willing to stand up for it regardless? Now, that's how I look at it. Most people are going to talk about it and debate probably whether Colin is right. They're going to be afraid of angry with Nike. Most of the um, tweets I saw where people were burning things is because they they said basically Nike forced them to choose between apparel and their nation. And they chose their nation, which still goes back to, I think, the misunderstanding about why Colin has repeatedly said he does what he he did what he did. You know, what comes to my mind is that. Um, when I, when I see, you know, this ad and I see things, is I see division. And, and I think that's one of the things that I think you know me, Holly, well enough that I believe that, and I respect people for standing up for what they believe in. I really do. And I have respect for Colin Kaepernick for what, he's, what he believes in. Because I think police brutality, that, those tragedies, need to come to the forefront of this country. So I applaud him um, for that. And, but I think what, what grieves me is watching the NFL owners, you know, taking the stand that they have done and people will applaud them. Well, you know, if you agree with them, great. But the thing that will override that for me is that when you add to the division and the separation and the gulf that seems to be, you know, I think overriding this nation and really destroying our country more than somebody kneeling or, you know, burning a flag or burning apparel or whatever you're doing, you're creating division in this country. And what comes to my mind is who's going to take the stand and make a difference to say, you know what? We're going to bring social issues to the, to the forefront, but we're going to also do everything we can 
to bring unity back to this country. And my question is that, you know, yeah, why, why is Nike doing this? Why is Colin doing this? I'm asking why. And then I want to ask when is, you know, the controversy going to come to a forefront, to a close that we can bring healing? And then who is going to be that person or persons that will stand in the gap and say, you know what, we have to, um, we have to be willing to do whatever is necessary to bring unity, um, not compromising our, our beliefs, not compromising what we stand for, but be willing to, to reach out to the other side. I think you had a great story, um, you know, about two senators who reached across the aisle, and um, maybe you want to share that. Because I think that demonstrates more than anything of what really what needs to happen in this country. Yeah, so um, as you know, Senator John McCain passed away um, a couple weeks ago. And, um, and so everyone was coming out sharing their stories about him. But one story really stood out for me, and that was a story that Joe Biden shared. Right. And basically, Joe Biden is a Democrat, Senator McCain is a Republican, so completely opposite sides of the of the aisle, if you will, even though some people say Senator McCain sort of kind of would, he voted his convictions right. more, more than not, I guess. But anyway, regardless of what do you think about him, what I thought was fascinating is that Joe Biden said the two of them had started to sit together one time. They left their you know, sides of the aisle, started sitting together in the chamber, um, sort of as a display of unity. And he said at some point, you know, the, the Democrats um, leadership um, came over to him and said, you know, you need to quit this. You need to stop this and you need to come back over here and sit. And at the same time, the Republican leadership came over to Senator McCain and said the same thing, basically telling them, you know, quit it, stop it. You're not sending the right signal. And I think that's the issue. They were sending the right signal. They were doing the right thing. This is my opinion. I'm throwing my opinion I, I in right now. But they were basically chastised for now trying to come together and do something that needed to be done, but that was unconventional. We used the word change earlier. They were trying to be the change and bring about a change. But imagine if people from both sides and whatever the situation, when we talk about um, the root of all of this, which is really the, you know, the police brutality and the kneel, let's say the kneeling of, at the flag and I mean, at the uh, national anthem and things like that, who will come together and say, you know what, I'm going to come from this side and sit here with this person from the other side and we're going to both sit here like literally and try to work through this and be leaders, real leaders in this situation, because at the end of the day, I think what we find out, and we say that often on this podcast, is we have more in common than we have different. And there are more of us, the majority of Americans, I think, aren't um, as far off as we've interpreted. And let me explain that. This is a perfect example. There's a show called What Would You Do? Right. And um, in the show, they set up these fake scenarios and the, the, the bystanders and the observers have no idea that it's not real. And so a person comes in and they do something. Well, there's this particular one that's out there online where the gentleman is a Mexican waiter and he's in this restaurant in this um, 
nice white young white couple comes in to eat dinner and they're acting they're acting so let's put that out there and so is the waiter and so they have this confrontation where the couple basically tells the waiter we don't want you serving us you're taking jobs from americans you need to go back to your country this is why we're building a wall we don't want you here and so they have several different sets of people that they they see in this restaurant not knowing that this is, is is just a experiment if you will but in every one of the, the cases that is online, and I don't know if there are other people who didn't defend this guy, but every single person, this is in Arizona, right? every single one of the people defended the Mexican, quote unquote, Mexican waiter and argued with the couple about how wrong they were for what they were saying to them. And what do you mean they don't look, he doesn't look American. What does American look like? And right. they go through this whole thing. And there's one guy who says, I'm a Trump guy. And I think what they did was wrong. Hey, I carry my gun. I do all of the, the stuff. But what they were saying to him was wrong. And as I was watching it, and I said, it's so easy for us to make assumptions about one another. The couple making assumptions about the Mexican waiter, that he was not American just because of how he looked, even though he spoke perfect English. And then on the other side, as I'm watching, I'm thinking, I'm expecting the Trump guy to be the one to get in with them and agree with them and say, yes, go home. We're building a wall. And he completely disagreed with their behavior. It shows that there are more of us who want to see people treated fairly. Right. And, and with kindness and with respect and with dignity. And if we can come together on that common ground, we can get past so many of the, the things, that, whether we disagree and what our, our values are in terms of whether we agree what Colin is doing is right or wrong is not the issue. We can agree to disagree. That's, that is my stance. That's what I'm all about is that at some point, you know, if, if Nike is using this ad just to stir the pot so that I can make more money, which deep down inside I'm thinking that they're doing, then I think that's wrong. I really don't think that's helping the cause. Um, now, if, if Colin's only doing it for the money, I don't think that's right either. Um, even though he has a right to, to make um, a living, and it does seem like the NFL owners have blackballed him, which is unfortunate. Um, I, I think we've got to get to the place. Holly, I have traveled this country from the West Coast to the East Coast um, with you know veterans, and I've watched this country there is a genuine compassion in this country for our fellow man. And, and I think what's unfortunate is sometimes we only hear the voice of the minority. And when I mean that, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about race there, I'm talking about those who really are so far to the right or so far to the left. And that's not the heart of most Americans. Unfortunate, what's happened is, is that we've let politics, we've let, you know, some different things divide us as a country. And, and unfortunately, I think the church has jumped on one side of, of, that, of that division. And I think that's part of what this podcast is all about. Agape in Action is about bringing reconciliation and bringing unity back to our country because let, let me tell you, the, the thing that 
Scripture clearly says you know, a house that's divided is not going to stand. A nation that is divided is not going to stand. Our greatest enemy, and I've said this over and over on this podcast, our greatest enemy is not China or Russia or somebody. The greatest enemy is ourselves if we destroy ourselves from the inside out because we um, really are letting division. And that doesn't mean we don't stand for what we think is right, but that doesn't mean that I have a right to mistreat my brother or to voice, let my opinion override my compassion for another human being. And I just think that that's what, the, that's what we've got to do. We've got to stand for what we believe in and the issues. Um, you know, this nation would not be where we were if men like Martin Luther King and, and others who, who would make a stand for what they believed in. I mean, that's how we've gotten to where we are. And um, it's enlightened us, it made us recognize, but it was always done in a way, um, and I know there was violence during the 60s and people were um, hung, there were people who were you know, mistreated, and it grieves me. And as a, as a white man, I, um, I've repented um, the way the white race treated, you know, the blacks in the 60s and, you know, early days. Well, even way back before then. But it's time for um, there be healing. And that's what I'm looking for, is that I'm looking for a Nike ad that will bring some way to bring some reconciliation. I'm looking for an athlete who will stand up and say, you know what, let's, let's do our best to bring some closure to this. We understand that there's a need. Let's see change. I really want to see change. But then let's do something that says, okay, we brought this to your attention. And this is where I'm coming from. We brought this to your attention. It's wrong. Now, what are you going to do about it? And then let's see some action that says, you know what? Police brutality is wrong. The way um, the blacks in this country have been shot and killed unharmed is a tragedy. It, it is um, it's heart-wrenching to me. But it's now it's time to bring some healing to this country. And who's going to do that? Yeah, you know, um, I was just thinking, you know, earlier I said the, the phrase, be the change yes. you want to see. And I think for me, where that change starts is where the scripture talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. If we can start there, I think we can start to be the change we want to see, like me individually. And, you know, I follow that question up with who is your neighbor? Right. Because your neighbor isn't just the person who lives next door to your physical house. Your neighbor is more than that. And so when I think about Joe Biden and John McCain sitting together, defying their parties, they figured out how to love their neighbor in that moment in spite of, and their friendship continued even until Senator McCain passed away. Right. Um, they had an unusual relationship and friendship. And even though they disagreed on political things, they found a way to love each other. Right. 
And I think that's where we have to go back and we have to start with loving our neighbor. For someone who completely disagrees with Colin Kaepernick, he is still your neighbor. Right. And the Bible still says you have to love him. Yes. And I, I was looking at the um, back at the, the the Nike ad where it says, I said, it says, believe in something, even if me, it means sacrificing everything. We could take that and turn it around, even if you disagree with it and say, believe in unity. Right. Believe in unity, even if it means sacrificing everything. And I really, truly believe if you don't let the media drive your perspective and you really look at the heart of most Americans. They believe, you know, I watched the, the video of the show, you know, what what would you do? When you look at the people, they didn't know that waiter, but they stood up okay. and they defended him. And, and I mean, you saw every single person who got offended because their neighbor was being mistreated. Yeah. And that that just does something. And that's what I've seen traveling across this country. That's really the heart of the people in our, in our church. But we let our emotions get in the way of reason because you know we, we're offended or we, we think we can interpret someone else's motives when really we, we, I don't think we can. Um, I just think it's time to lay down all of, all of the bitterness, all of the anger, all of the thing, and you know what, take our neighbor by the hand and say, you know what, we're gonna do this thing together. Yeah, I was just thinking it's time to sort of remove the scales from our eyes. Exactly. And just to see each other, like really see each other and love on each other like never before. And try to understand one another. Yeah. You know, um, I, I have the privilege of pastoring a very diverse church and I may have shared this story in our podcast before, but one of the greatest days I remember this past Memorial Day is that, you know, I had all of our military, all of our veterans come forward and we were going to pray over them. But something inside of me says, you know what, Robbie, you don't do the praying. And I had um, a young man in our church, who's from um, Panama, come up and I asked him to pray over them. In Spanish oh. and there was such a spirit of unity in that congregation that day that it wasn't a prayer in English it was a prayer in Spanish over our military and I shared with our congregation that day this is America this is America um, your diversity come from different parts of the world and that man had just um, shared with us, right before he prayed, he, he said he had just gotten his U.S. citizenship just like a month earlier. And there was a great applause for that. Um, America is made up of people from all over the world. And we need to realize that the greatest privilege that God has given to us is we are change agents. America's always been change agents and we need to take our place and make a difference and it starts with loving one, one another no matter who is living beside you or who even disagrees with you or you disagree with them we still have an obligation to love them. 
Love covers a multitude of sin oh, and offense. It does. So let's love more than we are offended. Love harder than we are offended. Good work. All right. Well, that is all the time we have today. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of the Agape in Action podcast today. Don't forget to subscribe and leave Holly and Robbie a review. Find out more about the Agape in Action podcast, their story, and featured guests on Twitter at Agape in Action 18 or by emailing them at agapeinaction18 at gmail.com.